Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to a classic big interview. This is where we dig into the vaults and choose an episode from earlier in our shows. This time, we've gone all the way back to season 2018-19 and opted for one of our and your absolute favourites. This is what I had to say about it back then. Do enjoy. And now for something completely different. An interview I conducted with the mighty Thierry Henry. It wasn't originally as part of the big interview, but instead as part of the filming of Take the Ball, Pass the Ball. That's the documentary that Zoom Sport, Duncan McMath and I have made about Pep Guardiola's Barca team between 2008 and 2012. It's out right now via Universal Pictures. And we've included this extended interview, only small parts of which are in the movie, just to give you a feel for Thierry Henry's excitement and exuberance about the Guardiola style of play and what it cost him to adapt to it. It isn't the usual big interview stuff, but a deeper dive, as the trend is to call it now, it tells you something about what it was like to be part of a team which, the further away we get, I guess many of us think played the greatest football ever. Enjoy this. My first impression of Pep Guardiola was very good. Why is that? I'm going to tell you. As soon as he knew that he was going to take the team, people knew towards the end, you know. End of the season, people were already talking about him. It wasn't announced yet. Uh, and he wanted to meet me. He wanted to meet me, so we met. So first and foremost, already there, I'm like, okay, he's ahead of the game. Because I didn't go on holiday thinking... Am I going to stay? Am I not going to stay? Is gonna, am I going to be in his plan or not? What is it? You know, you, you don't know. Um, so I met him and um, one thing that came out of it is that he wanted me to be in his team. Uh, not a lot of people at the time thought about that one uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Barcelona for the reason that, you know, you know, people wanted a change and I was part of uh, the people that they wanted out. It's 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 a fact. It's true. I'm not I'm not I'm not against that. Although I think, on a personal point of view, I didn't have a bad season at Barcelona. But when you play for a club like that, it's not enough. You always have to reach the impossible. 
That's Pep. He said, Terry, what do you want to do? And I was like, what do you mean? I don't know. What's, what, what, what do you? He said, no, no, no. I want to know if you want to stay. And I was like, you know, typical. I was like, that depends on, you know, what you want to do. You know, what, what's, what's, the, what's the plan? He said, no, no. I want to know if you want to stay. Once I told him, yes, I want to stay, he said, okay, I want you in my team. Very important. He wanted to know if I wanted to stay. Although he, he had already something in his mind, but he wanted to know if I also wanted to be proud of what he had. And uh, we clicked on that. We started to speak. And I always remember, he said to me, you're going to be up against it. Because to turn what people think in Barcelona about a player, and how it is sometimes, to turn the crowd around, it's not easy, especially at Barcelona. But he said, I will do everything to make sure that that is going to be possible. And I said, okay, I don't, I, don't, I don't mind the challenge. And, you know, the rest is history. You're in a beautiful position because clearly this new coach respects you, wants you, and has an idea how you'll play tactically. But the thunderstorm is happening elsewhere because he stands up in his first press conference and says, Ronaldinho out, Eto'o out. Deco. That was shocking. Deco. Deco too. I was shocked, yeah. I was. I was. We're talking about Ronaldinho, Samuel Eto'o. And, uh, and Deco. Uh, obviously, only he knew what he wanted to do. Only he had a view of what he wanted to do. Uh, we all know what happened. Ronnie left, obviously. Deco left. But the big Sam stayed. And uh, I think for me, that, you know, whatever the, the problem that they had with each other, I don't know, in all fairness, because I never saw it like that. But I'm happy that Sam stayed because Sam was more than a big part of what happened. Before... And then also in, in, in Pep's, uh, Pep's era. He always said, when you were at Arsenal, Terry's my friend, if he comes here, it'll be special, I'm not thinking of the competition. You helped him, I think, acclimatise to the new thing, the style of playing, the biggest goal total of his career. I think you had a perfect understanding, football-wise, and off the pitch. Sam is a... I always end up defending Sam sometimes uh, with people. I don't know what view that they have of him, I can tell you he's one of the best teammates that I played with. You ask Samuel Eto, you have to play centre-back, he'll do it for the team. You ask him to play goalkeeper, he'll do it for the team. People used to try to read him outside of the field. I didn't go that far, you know, for me. I knew he was going to die for his team, and that was the most important thing. And we had an understanding. You know, whenever I was making a run inside, he was always staying for me and, and vice versa. So, you know, we were switching a bit less on that side, but there we were kind of, you know, we, we, like you said, we did have an understanding. Uh, but very important that Sam stayed. And I think, and I should, I'm sure you remember throughout the whole summer and preparation, is he going to stay, is he going to go? Is he going to stay, is he going to go? And I think that was vital for the treble amongst all the stuff that happened. But vital. We, you mentioned the summer, we spoke to several players, including Abidal, who said... Uh, I was, I was leaving. I went to Laporta. I wasn't being spoken to like that by Pep. Now, you were lucky because he'd already told you that you were chosen when you were staying. It was important to him. But there was, there, there was a, a, a brusqueness about Pep. Pep is it's not everyone's cup of tea, you know. But I really admire the boss because he's direct at times. And if you're not prepared to take it on board, it might be difficult. Yes, I agree with, with that one. And yes... To go back to Abby, 
I remember a couple of uh, training sessions where he, he literally had to scream at him. And not only him, but everybody to understand what was at stake and what he wanted from, each, uh, from every single player. And, and Abby didn't have that. Abby came from Lyon where he had another way of playing. And because of Pep, now if you fast forward, look at the Abidal that arrived and look at the Abidal three years after. Crosses, putting the ball on his chest, putting the ball down, passing it out. Before he would have cleared it straight away, he wouldn't have been that composed in, in the last, last third of the, of, the, of the field. So, yes, difficult to take, but if you understand it, take it on board, then uh, you can have uh, you know, what, what Abidal had uh, staying uh, even longer than me at, uh, at Barcelona. You reminded me a little bit of uh, Henrik Larsson in that you were the king of your team, as he was at Celtic. You make a run, the ball goes to Thierry. The system wasn't like that in no. To what degree did you have to reset, relearn? Every single game. Every single game because I had a certain way of playing. Uh, you know, like you said, Arsenal, when I used to drop, ball comes, I go in behind, ball comes. And sometimes, wrongly so. It is what it is, but you do attract the ball when you, when you reach a certain level. It's like when we were in trouble, it didn't happen often, but when we were in trouble, we used to look at Leo and Sam. Maybe that year, me. But, you know, usually, where is Leo? You know, I remember we played the game at, uh, away from home. Uh, I think it was Donetsk. We were losing and Leo just scored two goals. I don't know how, but I mean, we've seen it after. We've seen it, you know, whatever. Um, but that's how it is. But it's, it was more the style of play that I had to adapt to. Staying on the line uh, to make sure that you can free Andres because he was most of the time Andres playing there. If you come too early, the, the, he cannot express himself. So you need to, to be there, create confusion with the right back. So stay in your position make the run behind, knowing that nine times or eight times out of ten, you will not get that ball. But if you don't make the run, Andres doesn't get the ball. Like you should get it a bit freer, if I can say. So you need to understand that sometimes you need to, yeah, sacrifice what you like to do for the good of the team. And when Pep used to explain it to us, and then after we used to go on the field and see that it works... At the end of the game, or at the end of the day, we were clever enough to understand that we're all going to win. And that's the most important thing. There were some patterns of play that we needed to respect. And yes, sometimes in big games, if I remember well, you know, some balls that maybe I, I never used to get, but I'd, in, in big games, guys were clever enough to understand that they had to make those passes. You know, my second goal away at, uh, at um, Madrid, when, when Xavi doesn't usually play that pass that early. But it did. So you play with guys also that understand what they need to do at the time that they need to do it. Very important. You mentioned Andres. He's joining you in this film. And he told us that uh, in those first couple of weeks, Numancia, defeat, Racing Santander, draw, which is just before the Donetsk game, losing 2-1. He goes to Pep to say, uh, we're with you. We love training. It's going to be all right. See you, boss. Was there a little bit of... Were there worries that the start wasn't as good as the pre-season training? Listen, you, you're talking about that, but I don't know if you remember. When we played Numancia, away from home, I got hammered. I got hammered. 
I don't think we, we, I mean, we, on the counter, we considered a goal and, you know, we, we had a couple of, we were, we were on them. Then I also don't know if you remember, I was in the stand against Santander, out of the squad. People have a short memory. I was in the stand. And uh, we drew 1-1, I think is Goody scored half foot volley with his left foot out of nowhere, by the way. And we could have lost two games straight away. We lost also uh, uh, the return leg in the Champions League. We should have won that game, but we won 4-0 at home. But anyway, so it wasn't that great right from the start. And people think that Pep had, a, had a, an easy start at Barcelona. He didn't have an easy start. He had to deal with stuff that were difficult to deal with. You mentioned it before. Name that he mentioned, the guy that he said, I don't want them there anymore. Not a lot of managers would have done that at his age. And even so, experienced manager would have maybe thought about it, but he said it. Press conference. Then, like I said to you, he had to deal with, with trying to put me back on track. Deal with the team wasn't yet um, uh, playing well. Uh, so yeah, he didn't look like we were going to do a treble that season. Far from it. By winter, I saw what I think is the most powerful four-game run I've, I've ever witnessed. You were central to it. They called it Leguilla, Tourmalet. It was Sevilla, Valencia, Real Madrid, Villarreal. 11-1 on aggregate. Just the most scintillating, merciless football ever. <laughs> Describe that feeling. Uh, it is great. Uh, listen, I, I say it every single time to, to my friends. When the ref was blowing the whistle, I, I, I used to look at the... T- I said, already, I didn't want the game to end. I didn't want the game to end. I was like, I'm enjoying this. I, it's the first time I played in a team where I enjoyed putting pressure. Because as a striker, sometimes it's a burden. You're like, you're like ah, you, know, you do it because you know you have to do it and that's the way it is. No, I enjoyed putting pressure because we knew what we had to do what we had to do we knew what was happening everyone knew distances were not far so I enjoyed putting pressure I could have run and I don't think I was in you know I said once you know at boss I don't know if I if I had run like that before in my life not in not in, not in a bad way I'm just saying because the togetherness was was really high and because we knew what we had to do and because the distances were were close, they were short, sharp distances. So you can do that the whole game. When it becomes difficult to put pressure is when you have a 20-yard run, 20-yard back, 30, 30 back. Then when it's 5 or 10, you can do that the whole game. The pressure yielded your lovely assist to Messi in the 2-0 victory in the Classical at home. But by spring, it just went off the scale. I'm going to ask you, two particular games one you must have suffered in because the Stamford Bridge game from right Ooh. you weren't there no so I was but I wasn't on the field watching. yeah that, that must have been hell yeah knowing I never personally on the point on personal point of view sorry I never won the Champions League uh, we, we were I think it's, there was one game that we say, we can say that we were lucky it was that game but people always tend to remember the return leg they never remember the first leg, that was a penalty on me. People always, and it's true, let's all be honest, we were fortunate at, uh, at Sunfall Bridge. Let's, let's, I'm not going to hide behind the fire. People, you have cameras, you can see what happened. We were fortunate. 
But people don't remember that they were fortunate at our place. Yes, Didier missed a 1v1 with, uh, with Victor Valdez also. Let's not forget that one. But they were fortunate on our, uh, at our place. But people always remember the return leg. So there I was watching it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're going to, you know, we're going to lose it. What a goal, by the way, from Chelsea. So, you know, the year before, what a goal from, uh, from Paul Scholes. Although it came from a mistake from Zambrota, but what a goal. And then what a goal. I'm like, really, come on. Is it? And then little Andres arrived to save the day. Uh, I mean, him there, maybe not the guy that you wanted there, but he went in. He doesn't score many, but they tend to be quite good. Um, 6-2, Terry, 6-2. Is that the most complete game that you've played in? You were vital in terms of passing, pressing, goals, your role that you assumed in there. First of all, how did Pep explain that match to you all tactically? Do you remember the build-up? Do you remember yeah, the surprise of, of that, what Leo was? That, that's when that fake nine whole thing started. So I think that Pep remembered because when you say something to Pep, he stays there. If it's something that he's going to use one day. So he, he said to us, I remember he said, uh, Sam's going to play on the right. I was already on the left, doesn't matter. And Leo, you're going to kind of play like a fake nine. I want you to drop. But in order for him to drop, Sam and I, we always, we, we add to us for the ball in behind. Something that we, you know, people always talk about possession. Yeah, we wanted possession. But you need runs also to make sure that you can retain possession in midfield, especially if you were going to have Leo dropping and, and kind of having an overload uh, in midfield. And, uh, yeah, in my mind, I was like, that hasn't changed too much for me because that's what I had to do most of the time, making those runs to three to free of us because that's the way it was. And, and, uh, and he walked out. We, 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 we started the game being one nil down. One nil down. And, uh, and he walked out because on the, you know, that goal that Leo gave me, that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly what happened. He, he was in a situation, he was in a position where they didn't know if they have to come and get him. I'm running in behind, Sam was running on the other side, and, and, and he worked out, he worked out. But he worked out also because you have players that understand and understood what the boss wanted. Quality was there also to, to execute it. Um, but yeah, that's how he prepared it. It didn't change too much in terms of what we were doing at the back or in midfield, but that was the big change. I think when people saw Leo there and dropping a lot to play almost at the top of the track, at, at the Making it a diamond, if, if you know what I mean. So you have you had Busi, you had uh, Andres, and uh, and and Xavi. Then suddenly you have a, you have a diamond with two guys there making runs in between the fullback and the centre back. So so you have two guys neutralising four players. So therefore, when one drops, you're enjoying a diamonds against their three. That's what he wanted to do, and it worked out. I remember you drove Sergio Ramos. So wild that he kicked you off the ball and tripped you up just to try and. To I, that's, that, that's how I got uh, that I got injured in the first half when he tripped he tripped me from behind and I, I fell on my knee, and I, I I knew something wrong happened because I don't know if you remember I, they were asking me if I want to go not go and uh, I lasted a bit more I actually in a way that, that that injury stopped the end of my season because after that I didn't play I just played the Champions League final and. Andres played the same way that I did play it. I couldn't even bend my knee. Then I've had maybe five, six training sessions before that. 
and after a month. But um, we were on a mission, so we didn't want to let that one go. But yeah, that game, I so wanted to stay on that field because I think more, I mean, 6-2 was, was, was great, don't get me wrong, but I think that day it could have been way more. By the Champions League final, um, I'm going to tell you that I spoke to both Neville and Darren Fletcher about that final. They, they, Fergie briefed them that you were too injured, you couldn't make it. And yes, too injured. They didn't expect mm. either of you to play. But before the game, before that beautiful moment where you lift the trophy, the video. You're in Rome and you're called in into the dressing room. Five minutes before, yeah, we went back in. We went back in five minutes before and all I'm saying is I'm like, what? we don't know what was happening, we go inside... There's a screen. The boss asks us to to stand in front of the screen, and we we basically waiting. And uh, with the music of a gla- uh, gladiator, I think it was, uh, if I'm not making any mistake, you see we see the whole journey to the final. Sad moment, good moment, struggles. Uh, personal point of view, it was great because I didn't know. The week I was trying to make the final of the Champions League, I was training alone when they, I think, I don't know where they were, they played away, or I don't know where was the game. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. I was, I was working out with the fitness coach. And he put that in. Me trying to come back. Andres trying to come back. Uh, guys leaving the field injured. Rafael Marquez uh, against Chelsea, leaving the field. All those emotions. I think, you know what, it was so powerful it was it was so powerful that I would say also that the first five minutes it was too powerful and then nearly scored and then from that moment that woke us up a bit you know sometimes when you when you when you when you like deal with emotion before a game it can go both ways but I think I think Still, it was amazing. But because it was so powerful, I think that that kind of made us a little, a little, you know, weak and relaxed at one point. But then, then after that, the rest was uh, was amazing. But I thought, still, I would say that was uh, that was great from Pep. you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. For me, where Pep was at times ahead of the game, the fact that Champions League final in the hotel, family, kids, wives, girlfriend, everybody were inside. When you play for any other team, don't do this, don't do that, no, uh, you know, you, you have to concentrate. Pep was the total opposite. As much as he was on point to guys after midnight, no one out during the, the, the week. Don't be late in training. If you're late in training, you, you, you don't train. All, all, all of, but then, the other part where sometimes you can play a game before a game, he understood that, for example, staying at home before playing a, 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 game, at, a game at home, obviously. Traveling in the league the day of the game, not the night before. Uh, and again, I go back to a basic final. Having, having, you know, people having their kids, kids, family. My brother was in my room, midnight. Girlfriend, friends, were just talking, having a cup of, uh, cup of, cup of coffee, chilling. You know, you give them their tickets already. You don't have to, to call on the bus. Oh, wait, I forgot two tickets, three tickets. No, wait, don't, don't call me. No. Cool, you saw them, they, they saw you. Now again. And I, I thought that as much as the video was great, don't get me wrong, I think the, the big part for me in Pep's approach is how he handled us not going to the hotel. Okay, you can go out, you can do this, you can do that. Don't, don't go and watch the, the, the tennis. Don't stay under the sun. Don't go to the Formula One. Don't go to this. We're here on a mission. He wanted to know everything, what we ate, what we, what, whatever. But on the other side, he said, listen, look. Look at what you have. The same thing. The same way it was outside of the field, the same way it was on the field. My job is to bring you into the last third of the field. After, it's, it's, it's on you. So you give me that, I give you the last third. You know, that this way of, uh, of coaching was something new for me. And, you know, as you know, obviously, you living there and knowing about it, the way he sees the game goes 
far, almost too far at times. I love I loved the way he sees the game. You know, I can talk to Pep about the game for hours. But sometimes he's so ahead, you know, ahead of his time that he, he you know, if you're if you, if you, um, a genius, sometimes people will not understand you. And sometimes by, by, by seeing stuff, because he sees a lot of stuff during a game. So sometimes he will change stuff during a game so many times because you saw so many different things. And I would say that sometimes that, that might be, if you can say that he has a problem, that might be his problem. That he is too clever for his own good at times. And he, how can I explain that one to you? He, 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 he sees too, too much. He sees too much. But hey, listen, it's unreal. The, the way he used to tell us something, that's what we're going to do. Do it, it will work. And it will, it will, it, it will happen. It, it, it really will happen just, just like that. Yes, we worked at it. Yes, yes, people will tell you, yeah, but look at the quality you had in your team. Yes, the year before, we didn't win anything, though. You can maybe argue the fact that the squad, squad was maybe bigger and more quality in terms of personal. So, yeah, Pep, Pep is just ahead of his time. I'll say to you again, for me, he's brave. He's beyond brave, and I hope, and, 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 and I hope he will never change because he is the future of the game. And he showed it with us. He showed it at, uh, with, with, with other teams. But because sometimes he's so clever, he might put some, some stuff on, on the field that some guys might not understand. Maybe not in our generation, not, maybe not our generation, but I'm talking in general. That's the point I have to make. And that 11 that you're playing, and I think possibly, I think that's the greatest team I've ever seen. Style, competitiveness, beauty of the football. But it, you have to accept as well, that group, you were all intelligent enough to stay with him. Now, not every player will do that, but you, that's an undiscussed, unanalyzed part of that treble season. You were all bright footballers. I, I think, like I said to you, you, you can be the best chef in the world, which is, I think for me, Pep right now is the best, one of, one of the, not the best manager in the world. So you can be the best chef in the world. But if I don't bring you any ingredients for you to cook, you're not going to cook anything. So we're not going to see how good you are, how great you are as a chef, because you have no ingredients. So we were the ingredients. We were bringing food on the table for you to cook with it. Now, okay, can you do this? Can you do that? Mm. Whoa, hang on a minute. That's new. Let me assess it. Let me see it. Let me put my pride on the side also, because that team had a lot of guys that are all kings in their country, in bracket. Don't get me wrong. Understand when I say kings, Thing that I'm saying, just, just in bracket, um, to to tell a guy that you used to do maybe stuff or whatever. No, you stay there. Don't do that. Make that run for him. What? What do you mean? I I, I can play football too. No, it's not a matter. So it's, it's not about playing football. It's about winning. And we understood that if we had to win, that's what we needed to do. But he gave us a plan. He gave us a structure. He gave us a way to play. He gave us he gave us a, a, an identity. That was, I mean, talking about Pep again, when have you seen a, a, a boss talking to you about, you know when you do a rondo, a 5v2? Beginning of a, when he arrived, took me on the side, he said, Thierry, can I speak to you? I said, yeah. He goes, okay, you can play. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I, we're just doing a, a, a rondo. And I went, 
No, he said, you, you, you play the rondo well. And I, and I looked at him and I went, I didn't know there was such a thing. Play the rondo well. Normally, you know, you, you do it, you don't get analyzed on the rondo. Do you understand what I mean? You do it normally to warm up and, and pass time sometimes, you know, before, before a game, the, the subs do that. Uh, the day before a game to have fun, you know, who's going to net Megu and whatever. No, no. When you do a rondo with Pep, it's an exercise. You know, are you going, the two come and put pressure, are you going to play this guy or are you going to play the third man to beat the pressure? Are you going to play in? No, they stay inside, play outside. That's how he used to look at who is who and who does what, who understands what. In a rondo, you know, you were getting judged on, and if you, sometimes the rondo wasn't sharp enough and the, the ball movement wasn't quick enough, you used to stop it. You know, I've seen, I've seen bosses stopping a rondo because, because uh, some guys were at it, you know, you know, and like, guys, come on, we're not going. Not because the ball is not quick enough, not because you didn't pass the ball where you should have passed it. You know, sometimes people play a rondo also to, to make you go inside. Hey, I got you, you know, like set you up. No, it's not the point of a rondo. And I'd open my eyes on, the, on a lot of stuff. He gave you a huge compliment saying that, that you play it well because that was the heartbeat of how well the team played. I used to say it was like a thermometer with a patient. You say, how's the team? How are the rondos? Don't ask how's the team, how are the rondos? But I, I can't let go. But while we're winding towards the end of my questions, I have to ask you clearly about Rome. You'd spent a lifetime playing against Sir Alex Ferguson's teams, Manchester United, winning sometimes, but knowing what a fearful opponent that whole group was. Yet, <clears throat> once you wake up in the final, all of you, and the chance goes by, PK and Valdez get rid of it from Ronaldo. You, you score a goal in Iesta to Eto, and after the match, Ferguson said, we were beaten at 1-0 after nine minutes. No Ferguson team has ever been beaten after nine minutes. <laughs> what was that for? Tell us from the inside about that performance listen being able to know what's going to happen we knew what was going to happen and don't get me wrong maybe if Ronaldo scores that goal you, it's, it's a different game you know it's a different thing or whatever it is or uh, I think the opportunity was Ronaldo in the box right but we knew that, that's the thing you know when you, you, you that season that you know you know nothing will happen and I, I'm going to tell you people do rem- don't remember our back four wasn't there I played, I don't know how I played. Iniesta, I don't know how he played. I'm telling you, there's no way. We, I went, I think just because of adrenaline and, 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 and just for the mission that we had. Andres is the same. Yaya played centre-back. Silvino wasn't even playing that season. He played. Uh, Puyol played right back. Uh, you know, so people knew what we were, but some people were like, hmm. Can they, you know, people are missing, two guys are starting injured. But when you know, you, 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 you know when you, you know when you play against, against someone and you look at in their eyes and it's over. You know, you, I, I, a couple of times, you know, I think it was Wayne Rooney, you, you could see he was trying to get the ball and we were keeping the ball and you could see the, the look, he was, he was defeated. It was just like, and I, I, rem- I remember Sir Alex saying that he never, never lost against a team like that before where he felt uh, that he couldn't do anything. Uh, and then when the big man, 
says that. He played against a lot of teams. He had to battle against a lot of teams. I would say that he saw it all. But for him to say what he said, that the game was, was done after 1-0, after, you know, that, that speaks volume to how powerful we were and how in control we were on, 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 on what we were doing. I've said my most difficult one for second last. Everybody has talked about Leo Messi, but you're brilliant at analysing, talking about football, and you played with him. Just try and give us a feeling about what it's like for one of the world's great footballers to look at Messi and say, like you said, I'll give the ball to him. Training, first visions, Leo Messi. Yeah, there's some stuff that you cannot explain. You know, because we have, you know... It's, it's difficult to talk about Leo and, 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 and put it into our uh, words. Because he's, he he's not on our planet. And I mean that when I say that. Because I've seen him doing stuff that are not, that are not normal. And, I, and, I, and I, I think I said it once. The best goal I've seen him score was against Malaga at home. Because that defy logic what he did. Because the rest... The rest, the rest of his goals I've seen. The only thing is he did it way better than others. Different. He did it way better than others that I've seen in her history. But that one, it's not normal what he did. It was against Malaga. We won 6-0 at home, I think. Diagonal ball, controlling on the, control the ball in his chest. He has a certain way of, of stopping the ball dead. Although he's at full speed, that's how he does. And he also, I'm sure you, you know what I'm talking about, when he makes that with the outside of his foot. When he stops the ball, the ball usually bounces. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. The ball bounces a bit. So he went full speed also. People need to understand. We're not playing rugby. We're not playing basketball. So when you play, when you play rugby, American football, basketball, and you want suddenly full speed turn, you can. The ball is here. Right? Basketball, you want to... Ball is here. American football, ball is here. But when you have a full speed... And you have to stop the ball with your left foot, by the way. So he stopped the ball with his left foot. But because it is there, now any human being have to, have to put his foot down, readjust itself or himself to touch the ball again. He didn't. No, normally, you, normally you have to fall. So I tell you again, ball on the side, control it, guy misses it, he goes now on a diagonal. Yeah. Full speed. Now he arrives around here. Stop. Dead. Stop. First player goes. Second player is just second player is just behind it. But he knows that, like I said to you, if he takes another step, that player will clear the ball. But it's not possible. It's not possible to stop the ball. Okay, if you stop the ball on your left foot here, how how do you go back with that same leg to touch the ball in the air? in between the two to make sure that that guy doesn't touch it. Then he almost fell. He almost fell and he smashed it with his left foot first post, top corner, around here. But he didn't fall. That's not normal. You know, all the dinks and the dribbling, I can understand, low center of gravity, but that one, even if you're low center of, low center of gravity, you, you, you have to fall, and he didn't fall that day. Anyway, I can give you another one in training. No, so many, another one in training. You know, when he used to get upset because... You know, in training, if, if the boss didn't call a foul or whatever, and, you know, he used to go and 
you know, oh, it's not a foul. Okay, he's to go get the ball, get the ball, run past everyone, score. Now you get the ball, you try to go, he runs after you, get the ball back, scores, until he, 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 he gets in a normal state again and he relaxes and next thing you know you're free one down. Um, and I've never seen anyone doing that at any level, especially the players that we had on the field in training. You know, it's not, you know, the two teams were kind of looking at each other like, you know, 8v8, you have players on that field. You know, you have to do that to Yaya, you have to do that to, to Puyol, you have to do that to Marquez, you have to do that to Abidal, you have to do that to Dani Alves, you have to do that. I'm not going to name the whole squad, but, you know, it's just uh, um, not normal. You know, I think at, at one point, just look at the stats, what he did, what he won. Uh, it's always the same talk. Is he going to, if he doesn't win the World Cup or doesn't win the, the, the Copa America, is he? Is he going to be one of the best? He is. And uh, for me, you know, in our era, unreal. It's almost as good as watching him. That's, that's stunning. That's joyful. Last one is Wembley 2011. You, you have hmm. to watch it. I guess some of them are still their friends. The club is still in your heart. You should have been there. That would have been more beautiful. But watching Wembley, what is it that makes so many... We listened to Just Fontaine, Hitzfeld, Lippi, Capello, Ferguson describing that game like it was a game that had never been played before, the game. I had an advantage on everybody watching the game because I knew the feeling. So all the guys that you mentioned or everybody were trying, trying to understand what it is, how the feeling must be great. I knew the feeling. So I remember watching that game with a smile. I remember watching that game with a smile because I, like the same, I, I knew. Even when Rooney scored, I said, hey, don't worry. We'll come. This, this, you could see, everybody could see it, but the difference is I know. I wasn't there on that field at that particular moment, but that was very similar to, again, the same team to what we did in Roma. And listen, when you're in control... Of, 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 of the subject. That's what happens. Even if something doesn't matter, the plan will carry us through. Our quality will carry us through. And it did. But to talk about Barcelona, there's something that I want to say because Barcelona at one point, people were not even looking at Barcelona in terms of let's see if they're going to win, let's see if they're going to that. When you talk about Barcelona, you, you're talking about the way they play, the beauty of the game. When people stop me in the street sometimes talking about Barcelona, they don't talk about, hey, guys, the way you used to play was just like, and still now, don't get me wrong. I was, you, know, you know you've done something when people just want to look at you to watch you play. Not win, they just want to watch you play. The, the talk was, have you seen the play? When, even you, you, you go home, you go like, have you, you Watch the second goal. You don't... And I, I, by the way, they won. That comes after. And I go back. Pep, final, 2000, Roma. Rome, shall I say. Um, he said, guys, after the, video, after the video, he said, guys, today, no matter what, we have to stay true to ourselves. 
He said, at the end of the game, I want people to say that we can play football. Have a good game. And that is for me. It's, it's, that's when I, I, I was like, yeah, Mexico won club. Because I don't know a lot of clubs. Did he mean it? Did he not mean it? He said it. Youngsters. Tell me a team, apart maybe from Ajax, that dominated world football, having that amount of youngsters from the academy in their team. Not only role players, the most important players. Mexican club. Again. And when I first saw I always, always remember, I made a joke about it. And Xavi, and Xavi had a go at me. And rightly so. He, let, he did let me know what was the club. Because I first arrived, you remember, you train at the, you train at the Camp Nou. And it was before again, my first season, we were struggling. And I'm, I'm looking at the seats and I went, and I went, Mescaun Club. Mescaun Club, Mescaun. No, but you know, I was like, Mescaun Club, Xavier. Don't speak like that. You're going to understand soon, but yes, Mescaun Club, and you will see soon. And I just turned and went, no, I wasn't having a go. I was just, he said, no, no, no. Mescaun Club, yes, you will understand soon. And fortunately for me, I had the opportunity to understand it, you know. But those guys let you know when you're out of order or when they think you're out of order or, or, or you know, the fans will let you know. The press definitely will let you know. <laughs> but, you know, all, all, all this type of uh, stuff for me where, where when I started to understand the club, and it is for real, more than a club. They let you into the family because of how good you are. They let you into the family. You became part of the family. Second, you played in the most beautiful football team ever. You played, you starred in the most beautiful team ever. Football isn't really played like that. And, and that's why we're here. Have passion and respect. Barcelona, for me, is an example. And I'm not saying that because I played there. You know, everybody knows, uh, obviously, the love that I have for Arsenal. And that's hard. And that also will never change. But to be able to attract me from Arsenal to go there, that says a lot also. And I don't care where you're from. I don't care. If you tell me that you love football and you don't love Barcelona, you have a problem. Thank you for listening to The Big Interview. It's produced by me, which sounds egotistical, but it's also true. Graham Hunter and Backpage. Our music is by Beer Jacket, who else? Editing by Charlie McGarry. Thank you to our hosts at Acast and our loyal sponsors at Bet365. We're also supported by our socios. Find out how to become a socio, how to support us at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Here endeth the lesson. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. 
Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.